Fucking back. Butt Stuff 2022. Uh, it's, it's so good to uh, be here with all of your smiling faces and beautiful bodies. Great boys, great behavior. Uh, we just want to say congratulations to Eddie for being the defending 2021 champion of Butt Stuff. It's his second W, if I remember correctly. It is, it is. His, his rat name will be on the trophy twice. Yeah, and I think it's sitting in that rat hole they call the Baltimore. You know, Tony, there's, there's another person whose name appears on the trophy more than once. Scott? No. Worse. And now, finally, let me uh, make a comment about uh, what we all saw with uh, great sadness and concern. Uh, first of all, uh, that is uh, reprehensible conduct uh, in which uh, a suspect uh, is beat in that fashion. Uh, we saw a glimpse of that. It is under investigation. We don't have all of the details, and certainly uh, that suspect had a history of of uh, concern that was legitimate for the officers. Yes, butt stuff. You heard it right. He's back. The Did bane you... of our existence. The tiny dicked wonder. Roger Klotz in human form. TJ Geely, welcome back to the league. I wish you nothing but the worst luck. And just as a special treat for you to help to uh, mitigate some of your sadness as you as you take in this horrible news. We actually have some nice prizes to roll out for the boys, huh, Tony? Yeah, we're going to have some shot glasses for the weekly high-scoring guys. Yep. Uh, we're going to do four sets, uh, and the, whoever wins each week gets to pick their set first. Uh, we're working on the designs right now. Um, some might be TJ-themed or not. We don't know yet. One may have TJ's face on it. One might be kind of a down-the-middle <laughs> butt-stuff football league, and one of them might just have a picture of my penis. I don't know what we'll do with the other 98% of the shot glass, but we'll figure something out. Let's hope not, because child pornography is not good. Oh! Not bad. Not bad. Uh, so, <laughs> boys, anybody who gets the high score, just get in touch with me and Tony. We'll give you a, your pick of the four series of shot glasses, and uh, that'll be your little treat, your special treat for finishing the week highest. Now that we've got all the fluff pieces out of the way, let's get down into the heavy-hitting fantasy football analysis you've come to expect from the host of Butt Stuff. Tony, I was thinking we'd do a little draft analysis. Let's do it. Let's uh, criticize these fuckers. Let's start with the man himself. Let's start with the cock. Let's start with the the arguably biggest scumbag of the league. And probably worst draft of the league, let's be real. <laughs> well, I don't agree, but let's uh, let's let's go ahead. Give me your analysis here. Obviously, he takes Aaron Jones because he absolutely loves a Green Bay fudge packer. Um, Russell Wilson's a nice pick, um, but I don't like Elijah Mitchell. I, I think he'll lose his job at some point. His receivers are pretty strong, though. Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen's nice. Dawson Knox is not bad. Rahandre Stevenson, also good pickup. Rahandre. Is it, what is it, Rahandre? Rajandre, I think. <laughs> Ray John <laughs> Stevenson. Um, other than that, you know, some nice pieces, maybe. Tolbert on the bench, Dotson. It's a, it's a decent draft, a middle draft. I'll give him that, and that's me being nice. I, I, you know, I'm going to put TJ probably in the top third of the league in drafts. Um, I agree with you. Elijah Mitchell is a bit of a question mark for me. And I don't know that Aaron Jones is going to be his usual RB1 self without, you know, a little bit more weapons on the outside taking some attention away He's from him. He's going to get hurt, too. We already know that. Well, and I think A.J. Dillon has a, has a more increasing role year by year. And I, I think the Packers especially. love A.J. Dillon. Yep. Um, I agree. I'm not crazy about Ramondre Stevenson at the flex, but TJ probably has the best one-two receiver punch of anyone in the league. I disagree, but it's not bad. For for where he drafted, I definitely like Russell Wilson. I don't think Russell Wilson will be a top five this year, but I do think he'll be a top ten, and TJ got him pretty late in the game. Uh, looking at his bench, I liked, I think Singletary probably is going to outperform Stevenson as the season goes on. And uh, I also think Jahan Dotson was a really nice rookie pickup. So I'm pretty actually happy with TJ's draft. I wouldn't put him in the best, but I'd put him closer to the top than the bottom. Kind of like kind of like myself. <laughs> Average. <laughs> Above average. Well, speaking of myself, uh, I'm going as Cucks Dentist this year, although I think I may be the one getting drilled in week one. <laughs> what do you think about my team, Tony? I like your running backs. Don't like your receivers. Put it that way. Joe Burrow's fine at quarterback. 
Kyle Pitts is a nice pickup. He can finish top three in, in tight ends. I, I think that's definitely a possibility. Cam Akers, though. Come on, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, are you going to tell me you wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers? I, in fact, I didn't draft Cam Akers. Well, you didn't take him <laughs> top three, but, like... I had opportunities to take him, and I passed on him, because I'm like, he's not going to be very good. What, what did you know that I didn't? Because I thought Cam Akers was maybe not a full-scale number one, but definitely a 1A. Well, I think you're, you're, you're pining for the days where uh, Todd Gurley was a bell cow in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I just don't think those days are coming back. I, I definitely agree with you. I think ob- the obvious bell cow in Los Angeles is Cooper Cup, but but you, you might be all right with with uh, uh, Ken Walker once he gets healthy and maybe he solidifies a role. But I I think it's gonna be Rashad Penny's game. But you know, either way, I think that might that might help you out a bit. But your bench is decent. Robert Woods is a name. I know you loved him last year, and you uh, unfortunately took Cup over him. Yeah, that, that worked out pretty poorly for me, didn't it? Yes. Drake London, not bad. Rookie receiver. Watson, rookie receiver. So you got some potential. Yeah, that's kind of my usual strategy is just go for lottery tickets if I don't get the guys I want at the top. Um, you know, Robert Woods, I think, is a real question mark for me in that bench this year. He is the undisputed number one in Tennessee. Tennessee is also the number, probably the most run-heavy offense in the league. So yeah, and I think how gonna, much does that mean? They're going to run even more this year, I think. My, my Really, my hope with Cam Akers was that it turned into kind of an Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams type of situation where you do have an alpha number one who gets the ball a lot. You also have a running back who gets a lot of production. But, man, last night, was uh, that yeah, was rough. it was bad. One of the worst. Uh, it, was, it was probably the worst start I could have expected for the season. Is he a double goose egg? Never. Woo, that hurt. So, yeah, my only hope, I think, going forward is that somebody in my bench blows up. And uh, I don't know how much faith I have in Kenneth Walker either. Um, so, yeah. Tough sledding. Tough sledding. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's get on to your team, Tony. 42-27, uh, to 27, Matt Nulishin. Uh, I think you misspelled Kardashian there, bud. Uh, no, it's – yeah, Kardashian. It was just the score of the Michigan game, and uh, Matt was afraid to bet me. Oh, um, that's right. Michigan beat Ohio State last year. I almost forgot. It's almost like we went to it. Yeah. What a day. What a day. Um, I, I like your team a lot, Tony. I, I ranked you number one overall. Big issue I have with your team, and it's not even with your the way it's constructed, is that I hate that you started Marquise Brown over Cortland Sutton. This was actually more of just a puff of the chest to show, Matt, the highest points for the ESPN would show me. I'm going to change it before the game. I love that. You know, I love the head games, Tony. Yep. I think, you know, you've been beaten down a lot in this league, and oh, I, yeah. I smell like this is your year. I really hope Maybe so. not for a championship, but definitely for, I think, a good regular season, maybe a high seed. Uh, the, of course, as I think anybody who looks at your roster <laughs> can tell you, your really your biggest question is the health of your running backs. If everybody's healthy on your team, I think you arguably have the best squad in the league, but... McCaffrey and Barkley are probably the two most injury-prone top-end running backs in the league. You're not wrong, but I think I have to I have to roll the dice here. And this, I'm definitely boomer boss. That's my opinion. Um, I'm, I have Pittman was pretty good last year. Sutton really hasn't proved himself yet, but he has uh, Russell Wilson at quarterback, so that could be huge. Yeah, I'm really high on Sutton. And then Trey Lance, uh, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, also boomer boss guys. But I, I'm I'm rolling the dice this year. I'm you know going for the gusto. I might finish last place, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, try it or not, you know. Well, one area about your team that I think we disagree is that I don't really like Cole Komet at tight end, and you're pretty high on him. I'm not super high on him, and um, there's a list of maybe three or four guys I wanted at tight end. After that, I was going to just grab what I could at the end of the draft. I, I think Cole Komet's been kind of like a trendy offseason tight end name, though, which I don't get because I, well, I think Justin Fields sucks. We have year two, two of Justin Fields, a uh, new coach, and – New quarterbacks love check down guys, tight ends are check down guys. So he could have a, a decent year. If he finishes top 15 tight ends, I'm happy with that where I grabbed him. Yeah, you probably took him, what, round 12, 13, yeah, something like that? Back yeah, under the draft, yep. The biggest problem I see in Chicago, too, is that Matt Nagy's gone. And it's like, how will that offense succeed without Matt Nagy? It's a huge problem. Who's going to wear his visor? <laughs> who's going who's gonna to spew word salads? For all my bad takes, I will, I will own the Matt Nagy one, I, I will say. I, I was wrong about that one. I I'm, just... I'm still believing in Matt Patricia. I think he can take that New England offense to the next level. <laughs> well, yeah, Tony, I, I think you throw Sutton in there. You have a really, really good starting lineup, but I worry about your injuries. That's my big thing with your team. Is I, I think a devis- an injury to, to Christian McCaffrey or Saquon could really derail your season, but up until that point, I think you look really I'm good. I'm pretty screwed, especially until uh, Robbins was a Bijan Robinson comes back to Washington. I know he got shot up, but... Yeah, Brian Robinson. Is it Brian Robinson? Yeah, Brian. Bijan Robinson. Bijan sounds more exotic. No, he's a running back for Texas, right? <laughs> Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Bijan Robinson. But you know what? You do have Antonio Gibson at the flex, and then you got you know Brown or Sutton. So I, you know, you got you could probably got one injury in you. Two, yeah. I think you're done. 
Uh, let's let's look at the your opponent for this week. Let Russ Cuck, aka Matt Newlishan. Ugh, the worst. The, <laughs> our uh, our neighborhood Ohio State fan. There, I said the worst. <laughs> uh, interesting enough, his his uh, quarterback is Tom Brady, and I do believe he went to Michigan. So no, 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 he's Ohio State. Oh, that's right. He went to Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State has the be- all the best quarterbacks. Probably, yeah, exactly. Braxton Miller, who could forget. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't love Matt's team. No, no secret there. Obviously, Cooper Cup is you know he's he's every bit the number one he's supposed to be. Um, the rest of his team, I'm I'm not super high on. Dobbins has injury concerns. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has usage concerns. Um, AJ Brown, obviously a great you know a great receiver, but he's in a run first offense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, his running backs are really bad. Uh, Cooper Cup's amazing, and like some, I, a couple guys did heavy receiver, and that, I can see the trend they're going. I don't love AJ Brown. I mean, some people are high, some people are low. I, I'm high on the player. I'm low on the situation. Yeah, I'm with you as, as well. So I don't really, I don't think he knocks out the park with his receivers. So I, I think his team's not that good, and I think he finishes bottom four. The one thing I'll say about Matt's team: he great tight end, great kicker, and. Somebody who maybe I don't agree with public opinion on is Jalen Waddle. I've, I've heard a ton of buzz about him in fantasy football circles. I, I know the talent's there. I don't know that the offensive scheme is there, especially behind Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but we'll see. It's, it's Tua's year to prove it. And if he can't get it done this year with that offense, then maybe you're right. He's a bust. But I still have hope in him, but I don't think it's going to be that great. Yeah, Tua, Tua is like your Josh Rosen. I, I had faith in Josh Rosen longer than I should. And is he I, still playing the NFL? No, he just got cut. He, he got signed this year and then cut. He got signed by Allstate to be an <laughs> agent. couple positives, though, on Matt's team. He does have Daryl Henderson on the bench, who appears to be a number one as of last night. Um, I, I'm actually a little high on Raheem Mostert this year, and he has Mostert and Edmonds. So he's going to figure out who's a, the winner. Yeah, so I do think he has control of that Miami. He has so much Not a bad st- hedge. Not a bad hedge. Yeah, he has so much stock in Miami that if it's a pass-first offense, he has Waddle and he has Edmonds and Mostert if it's a run-first, which I, I kind of like that strategy. I just don't think it makes up for his just gaping butthole of running backs. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we got Uncle Mike in the Brightmore Bandits. So, as I just said before, how Matt's team was lacking receiver depth, even though he went that avenue. We come to the best receiver team. Exactly. Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, and I, Devontae Smith's not bad. Um, that's solid as hell. And then he hit a running back, too, with Elliott and, and Hall. Elliott's concerns, losing his job, getting hurt. But I think he's got an all-around pretty solid team. I'm really high on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I really like Mike's team. I don't agree with you as much on Dalton Schultz. Obviously, Chase is a, is an unquestioned slam dunk, and any questions I had about Diggs were answered last night. I, I'm a big believer in Zeke having a comeback year this year, no doubt. Uh, Brees Hall, I, I've kind of thought and talked a lot about Brees Hall. I, I think that he's a good running back, but I don't think that matters when he played for the Jets, especially with an injured Zach Wilson. But I'm, just, I'm comparing to the last teams, and I'm saying that the last team, Matt's team, how he balanced it out. He got two pretty boom running backs and two really elite receivers. So I think he really balanced it out really nicely. Um, Brees Hall, yeah, and then they have Michael Carter Jr. they drafted last year. We'll see. But I'm going to guess they want to run the ball a lot. Yeah. I, I like Mike's team. I mean, usually in our league, I think the zero running back strategy does not work. But we've, we've upgraded to half point PPR. Yeah, so we've upgraded to half point, And I, I, think, I really like, as much as Mike didn't get, like, any top – like 15 running backs, I still like his team. Those are solid running backs for what he did. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, 100% I agree. I, I think Brees Hall and Zeke is a great zero running back outcome. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm high on my – I even like his bench. I mean, I think Godwin is going to – once he's healthy, I think Godwin will have a great year. Yeah, I'm done with Godwin. But I, Tony might be pretty good. He's going to play with some slot yeah, receiver. I, Tony's super talented. I mean, Alave – my big issue with Alave is, is, is uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Plus, uh, Michael Thomas is back, right? And, yeah. And, no, and I, they signed, uh, what the hell is his name, from uh, Cleveland, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, yeah, who Mike also has. And Callaway, too, right? Do, do, you know, Mike also has a nice little dart there with uh, MVS. Not, yeah. that, not that I think MVS is good, he, he but a, I think Ken, Kansas City star for receivers and anybody could pop. He took, yeah, exactly. Took a shot in the dark. So I... Uh, yeah, I, I, I love I like Mike's that. team. I love his bench. I, he, you know, Mike did the smart thing, I think, which is st- stacking your bench with tons of wide receivers and running backs. You know, nobody nobody's happy about the backup tight end they had on their bench after draft day. They're always happy about the backup running back. Who would have a backup tight end on their bench? Well, it sounds like a John move. 
Definitely. Or Fergie. Uh, next up, we got Vinny. Uh, someone who ironically has a backup tight end on their bench and didn't start him. <laughs> uh, Vinny, uh, Lamar Jackson, Leonard Fournette, James Conner. I like that. Um, Not bad. T- I've seen people talk about DJ Moore as if he will have a DeAndre Hopkins type of year this year. You're talking potential top 10, top 5 for DJ Moore. Yeah. I don't love McLaurin. Me neither. I think McLaurin takes a step back this year. And Adam feeling it. I'm not feeling that. Yeah. At your flex, it's not the worst thing to have, especially with no. Penny sitting there. Yeah, Penny. Yeah, exactly. Daryl um, Williams is in a bad stash, too. I don't agree with you there, but definitely Penny, I think. I think Penny has a much higher upside than Thielen, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying a stash is you know, a bunch of case. So. Do, do you know who's a nice little dart is Robbie Anderson? Because Robbie Anderson was drafted highly last year, had a terrible year. Now everybody's low on him. And they, I'd say they upgraded a quarterback, not by a bunch, but, I mean, Baker's got a lot to prove, so we'll yep. see what kind of moxie comes out with. Yep. Teddy Teddy knew that he was never the long-term starter, right? And same with Darnold. I mean, yeah. Darnold just sucks. Yeah. And then you know, Russell Gage, people were high on him. Nico Collins, they need a receiver there, so, you know. Yeah, no, a lot of people I, – I don't uh, – I'm not high on Russell Gage with all the depth they got in Tampa. Yes, yeah, especially since they, they just got Julio, so I could see that. But Nico Collins is a lot being talked about him. I mean, if you're Houston, right, you're not trying to win now. You're trying to win later. So Brandon Cooks doesn't really do much for you. Yeah. You know, Nico Collins does. We know as Michigan fans that he was criminally underused at, underutilized at Michigan. Yeah, he should have Huge body, there. good hands. I mean, I you know, maybe not blazing fast, but, yeah, he, Nico Collins is a dog. So I really like that on his bench. Um, yeah, no, I, I like Vinny's team. I don't like it as much as Mike's, but I like his team a lot. They're and, solid. And I, I think, you know, Vinny has probably a lot of the same injury concerns you do with Fournette, Connor, and Kittle. Yeah. but uh, That's but, why I said I like the stash of Daryl Williams because he has Connor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if, if I'm Vinny, I throw Penny in there at a flex, and then if another running back gets hurt at the RB2, I mean. So I do believe that um, the new – isn't the new coach for the Vikings, the OC from the Rams, is that correct? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So the Rams? Yeah, the Rams. So they're, they're they're trying to they're trying to spread it out a bit. So maybe between Jefferson and Thielen, Thielen could have a pretty decent season. But we'll see. Time I mean, tell. we all know Thielen's a good receiver. But um, I don't know that this is the league to put a receiver at your flex. We'll see. We'll see how the point five shakes out. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, moving on. Next up, we got Tyler, Detroit Dirty Dicking. You know what? Do you know what Tyler taught me, Tony? What did he teach you? He taught me that you never let the rot get to the base of your dick. That's a good lesson to learn. Yep, that's that's one of the, my most cherished lessons I've taken through life. <laughs> what about some penicillin? You throw that in as well? I don't know. I don't know if that's strong enough. Okay, rubby alcohol, something along those lines. Something. Uh, I, I really like Tyler's team. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, you know, almost definitely going to be the number one quarterback MVP this year. MVP for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would be, sh- I would be shocked if he wasn't the MVP. Uh, Joe Mixon, you know, solid. I, I kind of feel like we maybe have some Joe Mixon regression coming up. One of these years, but it might not be this year. Um, Kamara, Kamara's a much better pick now that we have point five. I yeah. think Kamara means a lot more this year than last year. That he's not going to jail this year, or getting suspended so for beating. Good. Yeah, for yeah, beating indeed. Yeah, not not Deshaun Watson beatings, but no, no, not dick not dick George Thebold beatings. No, 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 no yeah, those those are dick beatings. Yes. Um, and then we got Damian Harris at the flex. Love that. I hate it, but hey, teach their own. <laughs> but I agree. Otherwise, his team's pretty solid. He's got some depth on the uh, the bench. And uh, he's got uh, Brian Robinson. And once he comes back, he'll be good to go. He stashed Jameson Williams. That was really good. Tyler is by far the best IR of anyone in the league. But no. I, IRs don't win championships. Um, I think it depends on who the player is and what the timing of the injury is. Also, it's George Thiebolt Pickens on the bench. <laughs> you know what? We got a segment coming up on him at the end of the episode, Tony. So let's let's put a pencil in George Pickens. George Thiebolt hyphen Pickens. Sorry. What are we put in said pencil? <laughs> not at the base. Okay. Just not at the base. But at the end. The uh, how do you feel about Mike Evans this year? I actually like him. Um, obviously, Godwin's out. Julio's going to be there, but... You know, Tom Brady's going to Tom Brady. I think he can be a top 15 receiver. I don't have a problem with that being his number one. Jerry Judy also could be pretty good. So I disagree with you on both. I, I You know, Evans, I think uh, the last few years, I, not, that, not to take anything away from his talent, but 
Evans is the kind of guy that you don't throw to the whole drive, and then you throw a touchdown to in the red zone, and that's kind of how he gets his points, and I don't think that's sustainable. No Gronk this year, that helps, right? That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, no, no Gronk does help. He's the tallest tree out there, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's definitely the best receiver on the team. I don't know why. I just kind of have a feeling that, that Godwin is going to outperform Evans this year. If he ever plays. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was IR, so... Uh, Jerry Judy, I'm definitely not hot on. That's the opposite of Mike Evans, right? Like Mike Evans, I'm not crazy about because of the because of the situation. Jerry Judy, I don't think he's that good. I think he's really fast, and that's it. That's going to be the year to prove it. We're going to see what he's made of. He's actually got a real quarterback. It's not um, Lock or who is it? Lock, Drew Lock, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, you're right. He does have a real quarterback, and we all know Russell Wilson loves to throw the bomb. Obviously, he's the best deep ball thrower in the league. So I don't hate the pick, but I mean, other receivers, George Pickens is, not, is nice. Like I said. Um, and then Claypool, obviously, Mitch Trubisky is a nightmare. So Yeah, but but he's a good bench bench receiver. Yeah, right? he's, he's a good bench warmer. I'll agree with that. I, what's crazy to me, and probably one of the most surprising things when I was doing research this year, was that Chase Claypool is slated as the number two and Deontay Johnson is the number one. And from the eye test, Claypool is like a hundred times better than Deontay Johnson to me. Is, I is it like union work? I mean, is it because he's been there longer? He gets the number one. I don't get it. I, I, either. I've seen nothing it but drops. City. I don't know. I've seen tons of drops from Deontay Johnson. Claypool is a big body with good hands. I just don't get it. Like, why isn't Claypool number one? Like you said, though, they both got Trubisky thrown to him, so maybe it doesn't matter. It won't matter, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Darren Waller, I mean, he, he bit me straight in the cock last year. And then you also got to add Devontae Adams there, Cooper Cup, or not Cooper, Cooper Cup, I'm getting my whites mixed up. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Um, another mouth to feed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a busier receiving core. So, I think he goes down in, in um, receptions and, and shares. So, yeah. You know, my question with last year is week one, it looked like Darren Waller was by far going to be the number one tight end in the NFL. He had 16 targets or something like that. And then he just fell off the whole rest of the season and injuries became a concern later. But my thought was maybe people just targeted him more and they realized he was the number one. That or I mean, maybe he just got loose in the streets of Vegas and got a hold of himself. You think some, he was shooting dope? Some hair, hair big, big opioid guy. He likes the opioids. I mean, don't we all? No, I'm just kidding. I don't. You would if you tried it. Yeah, probably. But opioids, yeah. never once. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Well, this this, this took a dark turn, but uh, but, but we'll <laughs> say, yeah, I, I, like I think it's possible that there's more opportunities that open for Waller over the season, but I wouldn't have drafted him at his ADP to take that chance. Not me either. I, I was really low on him, but it looks, it looks nice in uh, his lineup. It's a nice name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd rather have him than Cole Komet. Well, at the ADP, I'll take Cole Komet all day. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I like like we said, it, and the question is really how good is Derek Carr, right? Is, is Derek Carr going to be a receiver or a quarterback who can feed Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Renfro, who's, who people are really high on? You know, do, do I see Derek Carr feeding three miles? No, I don't. Maybe one. It's going to be Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you there. I mean, they paid all that money to get him. but I think we'll, Renfro we'll might have a big couple big games, but... I think I think Waller is a very interesting thing for the season. You Something know? to look forward to watch. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, looking at yeah, looking at Tyler's bench. You know, Claypool is good. Jamal Williams, he's there if uh, if Swift gets hurt, which is a high probability. He swiftly gets injured quickly, so I'm not crazy about Garrett Wilson. And then we got another bench tight end, and we even got a bench defense. Robert, yeah. Best defense is a, is, a, is a bold move. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, Tyler has a great IR. I think he had a great draft. There's just the Tanyan in, in Washington D I'm a little confused by. I don't know. But anyway, moving on to who's in my butt, which is John, of course. Uh, our number one pick took JT, as as you should. Um, what, do, what do you think about John's team? I actually like him. I'm really impressed by John. I wonder who drafted for John. No, I'm kidding. He did good. I mean, Dak Prescott's always a good, a good steady uh, fantasy uh, quarterback. Jonathan Taylor's good. Josh Jacobs, people are up and down about him. But, I mean, he's a top 20 running back, in my opinion. So I and like John him. got him low, too. Yeah, exactly. Tyreek Hill, I'm interested to see what happens. But, I mean, it's a good name. DK Metcalf, great name. We don't know what's going to happen. But somebody's got to catch balls. Yeah, that's, that's my thought, right, is somebody has to catch the ball in Seattle. And Mark Andrews might be tight end number one after this year is done. I mean, I think he's going to have a huge season. Yeah, that's popular opinion for sure. But it's interesting he's got Bateman in the flex because, you know, that's the uh, you're, you're, it's, it's too much Baltimore shares for me. Do you consider Bateman to be the number one in Baltimore this year? 
if we're going to say receivers, he will be the number one. But I think if you're looking at receiving, it's going to be Andrews. Yeah. He's going to be wide receiver one. Well, I mean, I guess you could look at it, you know, hey, you have a lot of stock in a bad offense. Or you can look at it that every touchdown goes to someone on your team. That's the, fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has your bats a bit. Yeah. But his bench, I don't love. He's the Why does John have fucking Naheen Himes every year? Year three. It's year three. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and he once just roasted me with a 30-point game from Naheem Himes. He's also keistering Green Bay's defense on the bench. <laughs> and a backup tight end. And we got Noah Fan. Uh, I don't get the infatuation. You know somebody I do like on his bench? Josh Palmer. I like Kenny Galladay on his bench. I, this is this is Galladay's I year. I finally, I'll eat the crow. Galladay sucks. Good. I, I like that you're eating the crow. I, I won't say he sucks, but he just he's he's definitely a product of the quarterback. Yeah. Matt I, Stafford actually developed a player, believe it or not. See, here's my thing with Galladay is that they paid him a bunch of money. He's been there for a few years. Sterling Shepard is, is banged up. Um, and, you know, Galladay kind of seems like he might be the one healthy guy in that offense that steps in and takes number ones, right? Which is weird because he's never healthy. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Tony is banged up. Wandale Robinson's a questionable rookie who they might use out of the backfield. Yeah. I kind of maybe see, like, a scenario where Kenny Galladay slips into the number one. Obviously, that's a dart throw. You know, that might not happen. But I kind of think there's a chance for him this year. I, I've taken him on – I've kind of thought about him on my bench as well. And same thing with DJ Chark. You know, like, DJ Chark could, like, in some kind of world, maybe turn into a number one in Detroit, you know? At least pre-Jamison Williams. Yeah, I could see that. Especially because um, St. Brown's kind of trinkety a bit. So, you know, they designed some plays for him in a sense. But I could see him, you know, having some games where he puts up 15 or 12 points. You know, a deep touchdown or two. He's another one they paid a lot of money for where you're like, you know, I mean, you pay that much money for somebody, you've got to use him. Um, next up, let's get with uh, Scott and Aaron. Um, Scott, I look at this team and I, I see some positives, right? I like Eckler. I like Nick Chubb. I think T Higgins is maybe not a uh, wide receiver one, but probably a wide receiver two. Yeah. Love Gabe Davis. Super high on him. Yeah. Um, hate Kirk Cousins. Yep. And, um, you know, like you're starting a receiver at flex. So that's already kind of waving a red flag as your running back. St. Brown's nice though. So, I mean, his receiving core is interesting. St. Brown's nice as, like, a wide receiver three flex type, but I, yeah. I don't know, you know, as a two and, with T. Higgins with no true number one. And I do know that he he, he swapped out Allen Robinson out for, for Gabe Davis, so that was a really good call on his behalf. Yeah, I've, I have been very low on Allen Robinson on the Rams. Um, yeah, I agree, too, 100%. Um, Michael Carter, A.J. Dillon's nice. Um, Sky Moore is nice. I think that's a high upside there for your yeah, bench. Yeah, definitely. That's, most, that's, that's, you know... Somebody could drop in two or three weeks, but it could be a poor man's Tyreek Hill. Oh, and he's got your boy. He's got a couple of your you boys. got two of my boys. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to our uh, our sleeper segment later, but Scott definitely has a couple boxes that I, I like on my sleepers on his bench. I think me and Scott read the same articles, honestly. I obviously read the same articles as he because I stole uh, three of his players. I, I, I was – like a couple – like Gabe Davis was – he was an absolute high target for me this year. I don't know why I didn't do Well, I knew him. you were going to do that because in the, in the group chat I did that thing, pick your three, and you're like, Gabe Davis. I'm yeah. Like, so George is going for Gabe Davis. Yeah, love Gabe Davis. Davis. Um, it, what's crazy to me about Buffalo is that it seems like Diggs and Davis might be able to be like co-number ones, you know, in that offense. Yeah, I think there's, there's going to be weeks where Gabe Davis gets more points than Steph Diggs. Yeah, absolutely. And I look at maybe like, you know, for example, I have Robert Woods. He's the number one in the in Tennessee. I think Davis and well, Diggs will out will outscore him every week. Well, it's interesting. It's almost like back when Diggs was in Minnesota with Adam Thielen. You know, there's was, there was weeks where... Both of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thielen and more. You know? I just, I think Diggs has that effect on an offense sometimes. Not to take anything away from Josh Allen, but like... Man, there's something about Stefan Diggs that that defenses just train on him, and he still gets catches, and it frustrates the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, Scott has the league MVP, Rodrigo. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got. Oh, he does. He has Rex Specs. Rex Specs. Rex Specs. Rodrigo. Blankenship. Kenny Blankenship from MXC. <laughs> Bo Blankenship, former <laughs> running, former white running back. <laughs> the SS Blankenship. Potentially, <laughs> potentially an old wooden ship used in the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to Aaron. Um, went straight down the middle with Mahomes, Najee, Etn. I mean, those are those are some sexy top end names. I can't lie. Uh, Debo Samuel, sexy name. Cooks is not sexy, but he is steady. It's a fertile myrtle. It'll <laughs> pop out some kids. You'll have a nice little picket fence with you know uh, two car garage. 
That's what you're going to get on Brandon Cooks. So I'm going to disagree with you a bit on Samuel, not because of talent, but just because of injury. I think Samuel is a massive injury he risk this year. He also doesn't want to run. I'm just saying name-wise. It's a nice name. But he doesn't want to run the ball. He, didn't do, he doesn't want to do what he, what he did last year. So we'll yep. see what happens. But yep. he, also, he could have got him a great value. To me, Debo Samuel is very much like CMC. Where you're gonna get some weeks of elite production, and then you're gonna get some injury weeks, and that's just kind of how the how the cards drop, you know. Um, Brandon Cooks, I already talked a little bit about Nico Collins. Um, I do, you know, he's the best option on a bad team that's gonna be down a lot and throwing the ball. And Davis Mills is kind of an underrated quarterback, right? Like Davis Mills isn't isn't he's, he's not in the bottom ten quarterback. He's decent, and I mean, he'll probably get better because he's going to the second year, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying he's your future, right? But he's he's Teddy Bridgewater in his prime. He's got he's, a gigantic know, giraffe, neck, giraffe neck, though. Large neck. I mean, one of the biggest necks we've ever seen, I go, think. Go-go go, go gadget neck on him. Yeah, yeah. Hideous oh, neck. Miles Sanders. Ugh. Yeah, not crazy about that. Not crazy about Freermuth. Really not crazy about much on Pittsburgh's offense with Mitch Trubisky, especially not Freermuth. Uh, his bench, Christian Kirk's not bad. Lockett, it's, it's a name. Another tight end on the bench right there, mind you. <laughs> when, what is up with this league and tight ends and defenses on the bench? I get maybe stashing a defense late in the season, but not early and definitely not a backup tight end early. Totally agree. Especially when you got Freermuth as your starter, right? Like, it's not like you, you have a handcuff. Like, you just have two bad tight ends. Yeah, he's going he's to do what he's going to do. I'll say a couple things, though, about his bench, about Aaron's bench, is that I, I do like Darnell Mooney as a bench player because I've seen him go as, like, wide receiver two in a lot of drafts. Um, granted, bad offense. That's why none of the rest of us took him. 16 man? He's going wide receiver too? No, I mean, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a number one in Chicago. That's weird, isn't it? Like, he's very similar to my Robert Woods thing, right? Like, he's a number one on a bad or non-throwing yeah. offense, right? Like, right, who else do they have? Yeah. Oh, Cole Komet. That's who they and, have. And same thing with Christian Kirk. He's a number one on a bad offense, you yeah. know? Yeah, they don't even have DJ Chark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one I like... Maybe not personally I like him a lot, but but Kenneth Gainwell has definitely a lot of buzz surrounding him this year, um, especially with the pairing with Miles Sanders. I That just seems like a, a weekly headache to me, but I, I guess I don't hate it. Yeah, Gainwell, I think now that we've upgraded to .5, Gainwell's value goes Honestly, up Honestly, what needs to happen is Sanders or Gainwell need to get hurt, and then yeah. that way one yeah. needs to start. I agree. 100% I agree with that. Um, well, let's let's move on. We got Mormon and Eddie. My these are the two teams I ranked number one and number twelve in my rankings. And what, what, what I think you'll describe and we'll figure out who. Sorry, number right. number two and number twelve. I had you number one. I had Mormon number two and I had Eddie number twelve. Me number one. Oh well. Yeah, times have changed. My my I will say that my team picture is still of Judas. Judas Priest. Judas Updike. Oh, rotten. <laughs> uh, let's go to Mormon first. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, middle of the road probably at this point in his career in terms of fantasy. But uh, totally agree. Derrick Henry, Monty, and Damian Pierce is an awesome running back trio. I think. I think Derrick Henry and Pierce are solid. I'm not huge on Monty. Uh, Khalil Herbert can take over that job, I think, and it might happen this year. But we'll see. It's a new, it's a new coach in in Chicago because I don't know what the shit they've been doing with Monty the last couple of years. That's true. Yeah, Nagy did seem to have like this infatuation with Monty, um, probably a little bit more than his talent dictated. Um, he but, was, no, he was in love with Tariq Cohen. Remember that? that was, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That was true. a weird, weird love true. fest with the small circus act. But you know what? You got Kareem Hunt and James Robinson on your bench, which is, a, to me, a great pair of bench running backs. I yeah, think either I, one of those guys could end up having a top 20 season. Can't argue that. Um, I love C.D. Lamb at receiver. Deontay Johnson, I'm not. I'm not. Hugh John. Michael Thomas will be interesting. And Hopkins to see what they do once Hopkins is back. Um, so overall... He's got some nice pieces, but it's, he's got it, some sorting to do. You know? Mormon has, like, the best team of any fantasy squad last year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just to get rid of Michael Thomas, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hopkins, Robinson, Hunt, you know, all those kind of guys. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, to be honest, one of the things I'm the most upset about in the draft is that I missed out on Hopkins. Because if you're a confident player... You're like, I don't care about the first eight weeks, right? You're, yeah. You want to look for people who are going to help you in the playoffs. And I think, Stash Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I really regret not, not getting Hopkins. I probably would have overdrafted Hopkins just because, you know, I, I don't want to make the playoffs and lose the first round. I want to make the playoffs and win. And I think Hopkins is that kind of icing on the cake that can take you over in crunch time. I think it's a really savvy pick by Mormon. Uh, next, we can go over to Eddie. Our champion. Our champion. And Fuck my life. Potential toilet bowl winner of this year. Yeah, Eddie looks bad, man. I like Swift. Herbert's pretty solid, but Patterson is just not 
Cordell's not going to do it either last year. Yeah, I mean, Mike got him as waiver scraps last year, and I think he's going to have a much smaller role this year. Devontae Adams is not bad. I like Mike Williams a little bit too, but... Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams is a middle-of-the-road wide receiver too. Uh, Renfro, we just we don't know what he's going to do. I think he, I think Renfro will have some weeks where he's pretty damn good, but I think he's going to be feast or famine. Yeah, and what happens if uh, if there's a you know a, a game where Las Vegas offense doesn't run? It's like no, you know, Eddie doesn't have any points. Hayden Hurst, I didn't even know he was playing for Cincinnati. I didn't either. I didn't know he's still in the league. Yeah, but Bills D might be number one this year. That's the one thing I'll give him. He has yeah. he has Bills That's- D probably the best defense in the league. That Even Von Miller addition was really nice for them. Oh, my God, yeah. That team's going to be good. Uh, and Herbert is, like, good, but he's not, you know, Josh Allen good. I, 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 don't, I just don't see anything on this team. Yeah, like, and you grabbed um, – you grabbed – Joe Burrow, which is like I think is equivalent is, is getting uh, Herbert right. I mean, I'd give Herbert a small edge, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, like you know, what is he projected? Herbert's projected twenty one, Burrow's projected nineteen. Right? But I feel like you, it was a couple rounds, a couple rounds later before you got uh, Burrow. Exactly, so, yeah. The value there, I don't, you know, I don't yeah, know. no, exactly. I think that, uh, that that Herbert is a is a sexier name than he will actually be in points. Like yep. week one, Jalen Hurst has projected significantly more points than Herbert. Shocker, he has got Julio Jones on the bench. Doesn't surprise me. He yeah. does have Dobbs, or Dobbs, 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 Dobbs. Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs. Um, the TJ's probably going to offer him a, a nice piece to get. Oh, yeah. TJ's for sure offering him, like, a starting running back for Romeo Dobbs. He's going to, he's, yeah, he's going to package Russell Wilson and Aaron Jones. Well, I couldn't give up Aaron Jones. Russell Wilson and Jefferson. <laughs> but, you know, talking about Dobbs, I think that brings up an interesting question, right? Is, is who's going to be the number one in Green Bay? I snag Lazard. I'm hoping maybe Lazard could be that. But either way, they're not going to be as, as efficient as Adams ever was. But if, yeah. you, if you can get some some good efficiency out of it, we'll, we'll be happy with that. 10, 10, 12, 15 maybe a week. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think that there's going to be a replacement for Devontae. But I also don't think that, like, Dobes, Lazard, and Watson are all going to get equal targets, right? Like, somebody's going to emerge as I think at least a wide receiver, too. I think it'll be Lazard. That's who I think. See, I, my money's on Christian Watson. Isn't he hurt? Uh, he's, a, he's, like, a little hurt. And he didn't play all last year at Clemson, did he? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I did not do research on him in college. But uh, I, I he didn't play. That's why he didn't know anything about him. Okay, all right. That's fair. But um, just, I guess, the reason I, I say that I think he might be the guy is just the buzz I've been hearing out of training camp, that he looks good. You know what um, I, I Rogers mean, has a rapport with him kind I of thing. I miss the most about TJ uh, not being in this league is, is the amount of texts and calls we're going to get tonight or tomorrow about how wrong we are about the Green Bay Packers roster. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. We're to call it. So, Tony, let's, speaking of that, let's go on the air right now. Who's winning the NFC Central? North, sorry. NFC North? <sighs> got to do this to me. Green Bay Packers. Oh, God, Tony. Come on. Have some balls. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Ugh. Give me I, the I Minnesota be Vikings. Green Bay, Detroit, Vikings, Chicago. All right, we'll revisit this pod. When my, my terrible takes are exposed. Who's winning the NFC breast? The NFC breast? Is that the West? Yeah. It's not Seattle. You're not going to bait me into that. It's definitely not Seattle. I mean, it's oh, that's tough. It's, it's got to be the Rams again. I hope not. I think it should go San Fran. Right. Uh, Arizona, Seattle, and then the Rams. Rams are going to go in 0-16 after Stafford. Uh, I, I hate the Rams. Breaks and I, the, the record for most interceptions. I hate the Rams, and I hope you're right, but I just don't see it. And, I, and, and really, the biggest thing we're disagreeing on is, like, our opinion of Trey Lance and the Niners' offense, right? Yeah. You're high on Trey Lance. I'm, I, I'm not really. And it's not that I think Trey Lance is, like, this – Next, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to be in a good system. I think they have a really good coach in San Francisco. I, I do love me some Kyle Shanahan. I'll give you that. I definitely love Kyle Shanahan. Uh, we'll see. You know, I, I just, I, I'm not saying that San Fran's going to be bad. I just think the Rams are going to be better. Well, next up, Tony, we got probably one of the most important aspects of fantasy football. It's sleepers. It's the guys you're going to find deep in the trenches. Guys that are going to be league winners. League winners. D- deep, deep. Deep, deep finds that you talk shit to your buddies about all offseason. I am going to savage you this week. I am going to take each one of your pre-existing holes and fill it with my seed. That sounds like you looking at your slots and you're going to fill them with studs. That's me looking at nude pictures of myself, Tony. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's, let's get to our sleepers. Um, let's start off with quarterback. We we're, were just talking a lot about uh, Trey Lance. I think that's who you got, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be a sleeper. I think he could potentially be a league winner. That's why I doubled down with Trey Lance. And Hurts could be a, also be a league winner. But it's going to be his first start for the San Francisco 49ers. 
Love Kyle Shanahan. Love that offensive mind he's got. Double down dick docking with dirty dicking. I got it. Uh, my, my Chinese sleep- dick trip. <laughs> My my sleeper this week, I got Matt Ryan, or this year, I should say. I got Matt Ryan. Um, I it, Those of you who have been uh, faithful pod listeners for several years know I, I'm always high in the Colts. I love Frank Reich. I like their defense, offensive line, Jonathan Taylor. And I think Carson Wentz just really sucked dick. He wasn't great, but, I mean, Matt Ryan, he's got two first names. Can't trust him. If this is a three-quarterback league, maybe, but I don't see it. Uh, you know, I mean, this is for sleepers, though, right? This isn't for top 10 quarterbacks, necessarily. This is for guys who yeah. outperform their draft status. I, I What's th- his ceiling, you think, he could be? I think what? he could be like a like an 8 or a 7. Okay, so top 10, you think, potentially. Yeah, okay. I, I, think, I think, like, his ceiling is, is a top 10. You know, I, I think that, uh, realistically, he's probably more of like, a, like an 11, 12. But, you know, I, I just, I'm a little higher on him, I think, than the average. average uh, Are you going to keister him on your bench? Because he's got to be a free agent, right? He is a free agent. Um, I have Burrow right now, so we'll we'll see what happens. I just I I think Matt Ryan's being drafted like you know only in two quarterback leagues. I I think he's got a shot. You know, I really do. Um, not say you know I, I don't know that I, I put my money where my mouth is, but I, I kind of just see him having a good season this year. Uh, who you got at running back? I'm looking at Rashad Penny. Um, there's a lot of a lot of running backs we can look at. Rashad Penny, I think could. Uh, be the bell cow on a bad team. They're going to run the ball a lot, I think. I know they have um, Kenneth Walker the third, but I just think it's Rashad Penny and a half-point PPR. And he's, going to, he's got a bad quarterback throwing to him. I think he can, he can utilize some of that. So I think it could be a, a top 15, top 20 running back. I, I definitely agree with you on his ceiling. I think he could be a top 15, top 20 running back. Um, as somebody who follows Seattle really closely, you know, the main reason Penny got that contract is because he had like three or four amazing weeks at the end of last season. And he got all that money. This was before they were letting Chris Carson go. So even with Chris Carson in the scenario. They also drafted another running back, and they drafted him pretty high. They did draft another running back. And, and really my biggest hang-up with Rashad Penny is not having to do with his talent or even his injury worries. It's that the Seahawks are going to suck ass. They're going to run the ball a lot, though. So We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, the question to me is really where do you get points on that Seahawks offense? It probably is Penny. Yeah. But it could, you know, they, they could be so bad that he's not worth it. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not we'll gonna see. Argue. It could be like a Houston Texans situation. Yeah, exactly. Where like, almost no one was worth owning last year. Exactly. Yep. My sleeper this year is Khalil Herbert on the running back side, one of Scott's Scott's picks. Um, such anger you said that. Oh, yeah, I just hate it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think Khalil Herbert looked great last year when he filled in for Monty. We already talked a little bit about Monty maybe being kind of like a Matt Nagy thing and phasing out, or at least kind of going into more of a I was actually more year. of the board that, and I agree with you, Herbert could take over, but that I thought that he was holding back Monty. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. he loved, he loved Cohen. You know, he loved his trinket players. Trink, like like Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Yes, okay. But, but Tariq, Cohen, Cohen. Tariq Cohen wasn't there last year, was he? I believe he was, but who who else did they have? Not Herbert. Khalil, Khalil Herbert, yeah. I swear they had like a receiver there. It was like Mooney, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm pretty – they had uh, the guy from Green Bay, Ty Montgomery, didn't they? Yeah, that was such a boring – yeah, was, he was trying to do the um, CPAP situation going there. I'm not going to pretend to be some expert in Chicago offense because, A, I, I didn't watch him much last year, and, B, I think they're going to be completely different And, this C, year. they're just boring as fuck to watch. But I will just say from a talent perspective, you know, with the short shelf life we see of running backs nowadays, I think Monty might be on the downswing, and I think Herbert might be on the upswing. Um, definitely in, a, in, a, in, like, a dynasty draft, I, I go for Khalil Herbert right now. Uh, who you got at wide receiver? Cortland Sutton. Not a super bold pick. But I think he's he's gonna be he could be a top five he's gonna be top ten I'm telling you at receiving he's gonna be DK Metcalf for for um, Russell Wilson in Denver so I think he's gonna have a monster season he's been injured a lot and banged up and there's always been talks every year of Sutton but now he's finally got a quarterback I'm gonna be honest with you it's when I pick sleepers I try to dig a little deeper than this but I completely agree with you I'm I, looking at guys that could be top ten guys you know you're, you're I look- completely agree with you I think Sutton has a huge 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 upside. And who do you got at your receiver? Oh, well, that was an awkward pause. <laughs> I, just, I, was, I was done with it. <laughs> I'm deep in the barrel here. Um, I got George Pickens. That's super deep, and that's he's like receiver three. I yes. can see him being, you know, receiver two, but I just who's the quarterback? I, I got the reason I say George Pickens is because for some reason I watched maybe because my wife has a thing for Mason Rudolph. I watched a lot of he's Pittsburgh so dreamy pre- preseason games, <laughs> and you know the guy who stood out to me more than anyone else was George Pickens. I thought that he looked great in preseason. Yeah, he picked apart, no pun intended, 
attended uh, the, the the Lions second uh, third string secondary. So yeah, he also did the same to the Seahawks secondary. I didn't watch that, so I'll give you that. And uh, and again, not, not, I don't think George Pickens is going to be a top ten, but I think people are having him as the number three on Pittsburgh, and I think he could be a lot more than that as the season progresses. I'll tell you if he breaks in the top twenty five receivers this year, we can dub him George Thebolt Pickens. Okay, thank you. With a hyphen. Yes, with a hyphen. Good, good. I've always wanted a hyphen, so I, I'm, I'm with that. So we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Uh, and, and who you got a tight end? Dalton Schultz. You know, not not crazy, but I think he can finish top five. Mike owns him, and uh, I, I, he stole him from him, really. So I, I think that he's going to have a monster season. I think him and CeeDee Lamb will have a monster season with, with Dak slinging the rock around. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of kind of conflicting opinions on Dalton Schultz. I mean, last year he was, he was a huge buzz in the preseason, then he got hurt early. Yeah. So I guess the question is, is how much does Dak Prescott use his tight ends? Um, you know, what is that offense going to look like this year with an old Zeke and Noah Amari Cooper and, and you know, C.D. Lamb carrying most of the weight? I definitely think that, that it's a chance. Like, I think that's a good pick. I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Dallas this year. So moving on to your tight end, who do you like? Well, I look at a team that has everybody. You know, they got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They got Amari Cooper. They, they got, got Njoku. Nick Chubb. <laughs> I loved uh, Njoku this year. I know this is uh, this is like somebody who's probably been picked in the sleeper tight ends for four straight years now. This um, is year finally. I think that he was written off in Cleveland because they picked up Austin Hooper. He hated that. He wanted to be out. More like Austin Pooper. Uh, yeah, more like Austin Poop Dick. And they they re-signed him to a huge contract. We all know David Njoku's super athletic, intelligence questionable. We don't know. I wonder why you wonder his intelligence. <laughs> but but uh, intelligence is questionable, but he's super athletic. He's tall. He's fast. Who's throwing to him, though? That's the real question. Are we waiting for Watson? You think it's going to be his breakout when Watson comes in if he plays this year? See, I, maybe, but I also think when Watson comes, I could see him being used as a wide receiver type. But now I actually think, you know, a bad quarterback, your tight end's kind of your best friend. That's true. Check down Charlie's, right? So David Njoku's kind of my dark throw sleeper this year. Um, the, I, I, the Joku brisket sounds like a uh, like a Japanese uh, beef. I'd order that. I'd order an Njoku brisket. Uh, medium well. Well, next up we have uh, our second most anticipated segment of the week. We got our preview and picks. Uh, very frequently we get, you know, text shit talking about roasting us for our picks. Plenty of it. Now yeah. TJ's back, we're to get even more of it. Yeah, God, shoot me. <laughs> but uh, let, let's start it off, Tony. First off, we got uh, probably the marquee matchup of the week. Some might call it the Vengeance Bowl. The <laughs> Vengeance. vengeance. Uh, me and TJ, who do you got? I got, uh, I'm taking Cux Dentis here. He's not really good at his job, but he's going to win this game. Well, I appreciate the confidence, but I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to pick TJ. I'm going to go the Mike Carrier route, self-deprecation, uh, and uh, I'm going to lose to the Cuck. Hope you get some karma points or something. Yeah, yourself. something. The football gods just give me anything, you know? That's why I wouldn't for you. So I mean, it's a lose-lose for me, you know? I want you guys both Yeah, to... you're two most hated I need, a, I need a tie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we got Mike Vinny. Mike, another just absolutely hated league member. Vinny loved. Absolutely loved, yes. But going counter to that, I'm going to pick Mike. I'm going to pick Mike as well. I think Mike's got the better squad. He drafted great. Um, I hope Vinny wins, but just we do a head-to-head this year. I'm going to go with Mike, you know? Yeah. I, I Actually, I like both these teams. I think Mike has a slight edge. Um, next up, we got Tyler John. Tyler was the – well, actually, I'm not going to reveal where he was ranked, but uh, Tyler John's an interesting one. John, number one overall pick. Tyler, we'll say this, draft. these two had some of the, the, the top-ranked teams. We'll say that. Um. But, yeah, I'm going to go with um, uh, John on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with John as well. This was this was probably one of the toughest ones for me to pick, but I think I'm going to go John. Um, John probably has higher top-end talent where I think Tyler has, like, a deeper overall team. Uh, next up, we got Scott and Aaron. This is another, you know, pretty tight one here. I think uh, two teams that are pretty close in rank. Um, Scott was a benefit of a huge night from Gabriel Davis, and that's the reason why I'm going with it. He had, he had a huge hitter in the flex. Yeah, I think I want to agree with you there. Like like we discussed earlier, there's a couple of holes in Aaron's team that I don't know how I feel about, such as Miles Sanders in the tight end spot. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Scott as well. Um, yeah, that that big game from Gabe Davis helped, and I think Gabe Davis goes on to be have a really good season. Next up, we got Mormon and Eddie. So I think, again, right, so um, Eddie had a huge performance from the Buffalo Bills. And you know, just me cheating a little bit. Normally, I probably would have gone with Mormon, but I'm going to go with Eddie just from that 18-point head start. 
Um, I think I'm going to go Mormon here. Buffalo did have an amazing week. I think the average person probably wouldn't have started their defense. but uh, no, it, was, Eddie, it was ballsy. Yeah, Eddie did, and uh, it was reminiscent of the Amon Ross St. Brown start in the uh, championship last year. Paid off. Started against what's supposed to be, you know, arguably the best offense in the league, and it, it paid him off 18 points with three interceptions. So great, great job, Eddie. Um, but I'm still going to go Mormon this week because I have a lot of questions about about certain players on Eddie's team, Patterson. such as Patterson, um, Hayden Hurst, Hunter Renfro, Dan Carl. Carl yeah, Eddie's just so <laughs> invested in Vegas. I just like man, if they had one bad game, he's guaranteed to I lose. I can't believe he didn't grab Tom Brady this year. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Mormon on this one. And uh, finally, we got Tony and Matt K. Another big matchup. There's a lot of big things about this matchup. Head included. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like my heart wants to vote for Matt because he just had that devastating raping by Michigan last year. You know, it's like, what was the score? Oh, God, I can't remember. Was it 42 to 27? No, it was 9 to 6. There's no way they beat Ohio State that badly. They beat Ohio State? Oh, shit. You're I, right. They did. They I did. Didn't know. They did. Yeah, I'm going to go with myself, just like uh, the, the matchup last year at the big house. Uh, shellacking, I'm going to win by 15. <laughs> you know, similar to the Mormon and Eddie matchup, um, even though uh, Matt had a great start from Cooper Cup with 25 points, I think we all expect that from Cooper Cup, right? Yeah, it's like, like what to be expected. He can put, you know, it's just, it's, I look at that, it doesn't hurt. I'm not going to let it hurt me. Now, had um, Jalen Waddle did that, then yeah, I would, you know, exactly. put a samurai sword in my, my gut. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. I mean, you know, your best player goes off, I don't think, you know, you win. I think you, you need somebody else to go off. And I'm going to go with you just based on overall team talent. I love the puffing out of the chest with the start of Marquise Brown for the last-minute swap. I, I think that's fantastic. Got to do what I got to do. And I, I encourage dirty, cocky moves like that in this league. That's really what it's all about. That's you what know? T- uh, Tyler taught me some dritty dicking. Yes, yes, exactly. And finally, the most anticipated segment of the inaugural Butt Stuff Weekly. We have our power rankings as voted by you, the listener. In first place, Tyler Penicillin Garrett with one vote. In second place, we've got Tony Tiny Cock Updike with three first place votes. In third place, John I Mary Pocahontas Smith. In fourth place, we have got Aaron Fudge Packard with one first place vote. In fifth place, the Mormon Matt with one first place vote. Also in fifth place, tied. Mike Jew Sarrier. In seventh place, George Tittles Feebolt. In eighth place, the biggest head, the tiniest dick, Matt Kalishin. In ninth place, the most Asian eyes, the smallest Jew teeth, TJ Geely. In tenth place, we've got the old man, Gray Balls, Dirty Bush, Scott Updike. In eleventh place, Eddie the Raiders. And in twelfth place, We've got Vinny, excessive foreskin, Sentman. That's all we got for today, boys. 